Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. It's great that you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Cecily. It's just lovely to see you here today. It's great to be here, Auntie Nat. And hello, children. It's wonderful that you're here today as well to help us welcome in the King for Sabbath. Auntie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer, please, to open our worship time? Yes. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for all the blessings that you have given us during the week. And thank you for the Sabbath where we can come and rest in you. We just pray that you would be with us during our worship time. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Do you know that this is a great time to reflect on our week and count the many blessings that God has sent us. Now, Shanae, you have a blessing to tell us today. Yes, a blessing that I had this week was that it was my birthday and I got a kitten for my birthday. Day present. Thank you for sharing that with us, Shanae. That's a lovely blessing. And Auntie Cecily, you have a blessing for us as well. Yes. Over the last six Sabbaths, we've been discussing what God is like. We've learned that God is our deliverer. He is the I am. He is holy. And he's also compassionate. Or as we say, God cares about us. God's our provider. And God is love. Today I want to share with you that God is a God of order. Later on we'll be studying about how God spent 40 days and 40 nights with Moses, giving him some very detailed and careful instructions. It was very important that Moses knew exactly what God wanted because God is very particular. You know, he made the stars and the planets and the heavens and the earth and he made you and me. Mm. And we've studied all about that before in Genesis. Do you think that our bodies and the way they are made are fairly complex? Mm. Yes, they yeah. are. Only a God of order and detail could do that. 1 Corinthians 14 tells us that God is a God of peace, not confusion. There's no confusion in anything that God does. Order and perfection are seen in all his work. Mm. And when Jesus died and rose again, the, the empty tomb that he had, you know, with his grave clothes, they were neatly laid within. And John 27 tells us that Jesus folded the wraps that covered him. Even in Jesus' death and resurrection, he left an example of order. Mm. And Mrs. White tells us about that in her book, Desire of Ages. Who do you think causes all the chaos and confusion in our world? Satan. Satan, Satan. does, that's mm -hmm. right. So it's important to remember that our God is a God of order. Mm, praise the Lord. Thank you, Aunty Cecily. Do you know another way that we can celebrate the Sabbath is to worship God in song. Pastor Rick has joined us again. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Thanks, Aunty Nat. Hello again. Let's sing another song. What if we sing When the Road is Rough and Steep? Ready? 
sing the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord? That's a wonderful song. Let's give it a try. Pastor Rick, singing praises to God in song is such an enjoyable part of our worship. Now, Dr. John was with us this week, sharing a blessing with us as well. So let's go and have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond, and we are at Sunnyside, and we're about to leave and to do some exploring, and we're going to find something very, very interesting. Just come with me, and we'll go looking. Hello boys and girls, I'm so glad to be here and we are at Avondale College and this place was first established way back in 1897 and Alan White was living here and she supervised it, all the buildings, the first building was a hall, then they built the chapel and after 50 years some of the buildings were getting a little bit old just like you would after 50 years. And the paint was fading and you know, there wasn't enough room in the girls' dormitory to have all the students. And so they decided to build another building and you are sitting in this building. You know what? They didn't have enough money. And they got two old retired men and they said, will you supervise the building of this new dormitory? The bricks were so hard to get that when they bought a load of bricks, they had to guard it all night in case somebody came in and stole the bricks because this was just after World War II and all the soldiers had come home and they were all wanting to build houses and you couldn't buy bricks anywhere. Well, they got the bricks going and this is all brick behind the plaster here and the walls went up and they got to the second floor and the walls went up further and they got to the top floor and then the building stopped because they needed wooden rafters to finish the roof. And the college principal was looking at his watch and he's saying, what time do you finish at night? Oh, we finish at five. Can you work a bit longer because the girls are coming soon? And they said, oh, principal, we cannot work because we haven't got any timber. Go and look everywhere. Well, they went to every timber yard within 200 kilometer circle of where you're sitting. And you know what they said? Oh, we're so sorry. We'd like to sell you the timber, but we haven't got any. They were so discouraged. And one day they went to one more place and there was the timber man and they went in and they said, oh, can we buy some timber? Yes, I'll sell you some timber. Come in. Oh, they were so overjoyed they were going to get the timber because the girls were coming in a few weeks and they had to finish the roof. He said, now sign your name here 
And I will have that timber ready for you, wait for this, two years from now. Oh, they were so discouraged. They went out to the car, their heads were hung, and an old man came out of the office. He trotted down after them and said, excuse me, I heard you say Kurenbong. Yes. Are you from Kurenbong? Yes. What are you doing? We're building a new girls' dormitory at the college. Oh, I used to live in Kurenbong, and when I was a little boy, there was an old lady. Now, was it Mrs. Black or Mrs. White? Oh, it was Mrs. White. And she used to bring us food because we didn't have food in the house. She brought us clothes. Is she still alive? And Jeff and Will, the two old men, said, I'm sorry, she died 50 years ago. Well, because she was so kind, I will get the timber to your college. When? You will have that timber. When? Two years? One year? Tomorrow. It arrived. And you know, Will and Jeff, they thought of a text in the Bible. It's a strange text in Ecclesiastes 11 that said, if you throw your bread on the water, after many days, it'll come back to you. And that means that if you are kind to somebody and you forget all about it, many years later, you might get your reward. And 50 years later, they got their reward and they just finished this building, just got the roof up on time. And that is the story of Andre Hall. And the two men, when you go outside, just outside that door there, there is a plaque on the wall. And it is Mr. G.W. Richardson and Pastor T.W. Hammond. He was Will and he was my grandfather. And he often used to tell me the story how God blessed this place. After 50 years, they cast their bread upon the water and it came back to them. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. Welcome back to our Bible study. I hope you know by now to have your Bibles ready so you can read along with us. Come in and study with us. Sarah, you have a prayer for us. Dear God, thank you for this time we are spending with you. We thank you for our Bibles. Be with us now as we read your word and help the children to grasp what they read. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Sarah, can you remember what we studied about last Sabbath? How Jesus gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments. Mm, and were they, were they just for the Israelites or were they for, who else were they for? They were for the whole world, for me and you. That's right, they were, weren't they? So we're going to begin our study now. Nick. Can you please read Exodus 24, 16 to 18, please? Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it in six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain, into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. So in verse 16, it tells us that Moses had to wait for six days on the mountain before he could go into the presence of God. On the seventh day, the Sabbath, Moses went in to speak with the Lord. This is before he spent 40 days and 40 nights with God. 
So Moses was away from the encampment of the children of Israel for around six and a half weeks. That's a long time, isn't it? I wonder why Moses, though, had to wait six days to go in to be with the Lord. And Dean has our torchlight to read. And let's just see what Mrs. White's writings shine on that verse for us. Thanks, Dean, for reading that for us. Even this favoured servant of God could not once approach into his presence and endure the exhibitions of his glory. Six days must be employed in devoting himself to God by searching of heart, meditation and prayer before he could be prepared for direct communication with his maker. Upon the seventh day, which was the Sabbath, Moses was called up into the cloud. Mm. So God was preparing Moses to receive a very special message from him. Let's continue and see what that was. Anna, you're going to read our next verse, Exodus 25, 8 to 9. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show you. That is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. So God wanted them to build a sanctuary so God can come and live among them. Another name for the sanctuary is the tabernacle. Let's continue reading to see what it's all about. Ben, can you read Exodus 25, 10 to 11, 17 to 18 and 20 to 21 for us, please? And they shall make an ark of acacia wood. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. And you shall overlay it with pure gold inside and out. You shall overlay it and shall make on it a moulding of gold all around. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length and a cubit and a half its width. And you shall make two cherubim of gold of hammered work. You shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. And the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark and the ark shall put the testimony that I will give you. Wow. Do you know that Arnie Cecily has some very, very special things to show us? Can you show us the Ark of the Covenant, Auntie Cecily, and what's inside it? I might get Sarah to hold the Ark. Would you like to take the lid off? We've got the Ten Commandments in stone inside the Ark. We've got the pot of manna. And we've got Aaron's rod that budded. And we haven't spoken about that yet, but we'll study about Aaron's buttered rod in a later study. Thank you, Arnie Cecily. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. Thanks for showing us that. Let's continue to read what else God reveals to Moses. And Sarah, you've actually got our next reading in Exodus 25, 23 to 25 and 30. You shall also make a table of acacia wood. Two cubits shall be its length, a cubit its width, width, and a cubit and a half its height. And you shall overlay it with pure gold and make a moulding of gold all around. You shall make for it a frame of a handbreadth all around. And you shall make a gold moulding for the frame all around. And you shall set the showbread on the table before me always. So Aunt Cecily, can you show us the table of showbread? It's all gold and beautiful too. Isn't that lovely. 
Ben, you want to put that on Thank the you, table? Thank you, Ben. Pop that on the table so the children at home can see. Nick, can you please read Exodus 25, 31 to 32? You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be of hammered work, its shaft, its branch, its branches, its bowls, its ornamental knobs, and flowers shall be of one piece. And six branches shall come out of its sides. Three branches of the lampstand out of one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. Mm, sounds very beautiful. If we were to continue reading the Bible, it tells us that it had almond blossoms carved all over it, which must have been stunning. Aunt Cecily, can you show us that? Isn't it lovely? Now, if we were to read Exodus 26 and part of 27, God explains in detail how he wants the tabernacle and outer curtains in the courtyards to be made. The detail is very, very specific, and we're going to study about that in a later study. But we have a poster up here on the board, and we have a picture of what the sanctuary looks like. Okay, Dean, Exodus 27, 1 to 2, you're going to read that for us. You shall make an altar of acacia wood, five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar shall be square, and its length shall be three cubits. You shall make its horns on its four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay it with bronze. Okay, thanks, Dean, for that. This is the brazen altar. It's huge, isn't it? Mm. Must have been very heavy for them to carry it through the desert. But this was where they burnt the animals. So this would have had to have fit a huge, huge bull. So it's very big, isn't it? We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a later study. Anna, you're going to read our next verse, Exodus 28, 2 and 4. And this tells us what God wanted the priests to wear. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a skillfully woven tunic, a turban and a sash. So they shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons, that he may minister to me as priest. Thanks, Anna. Now again, we have a picture up here on the board, just a picture there on the side, and it shows a priest wearing the garments. Very, very intricate. And if you were to continue read 20, chapter 28, um, it would tell us in very d much detail on how God wanted them to be made. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that another time. Now, Ben, Exodus 30, verse 1 to 3. You shall make an altar to burn incense on, and you shall make it out of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length, and a cubit its width. It shall be square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and ye shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold, and you shall make for it a moulding of gold all around. Mm, thanks, Ben. Now, Auntie Cecily here's got the altar of incense for us. Thanks, Cecily. It's beautiful, isn't it? I hope you're seeing these at home, children, because they really are magnificent pieces. Lovely. Okay, now this was, some, this was a very special piece of furniture, and it's 
where God wanted something specifically to be burnt on it. Sarah, let's read that. Exodus 30, 34 to 36. And the Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stakti and oncha, and galbanum, and pure frankincense with these sweet piece, spices. There shall be equal amounts of each. You shall make of these an incense, a compound, according to the art of the perfumer, salted, pure, and holy. And you shall beat some of it very fine and put some of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting where I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. Wow. So what we just read is a very special combination of ingredients and it was to be used for God only. No one could make it up for themselves and use it for their own personal use. It was God's special recipe, strict copyright. Okay. Ella, you've got our next reading to read. Exodus 30, 17 to 19, please. The Lord, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, You shall also make a lava of bronze, with its base also of bronze, of for washing. You shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar. You shall put water in it. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in the water from it. Okay, and Aunt Cecily has the beautiful bronze laver. Thank you, Aunt Cecily. Now, God wanted to remind the children of Israel of something. Let's read our memory verse that's found in Exodus 31, 13. Let's read that together. Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So God is giving Moses the instructions again to keep the Sabbath, just in case the Israelites thought it was okay to build the sanctuary on the Sabbath. God didn't want him to build his house on the Sabbath. Okay, Nick, Exodus 31, 18, please. Can you read that? And when he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Mm. So God has written the Ten Commandments on stone with his own finger so that they'll have them forever as a memorial. And as we have studied, studied they were placed in the Ark of the Covenant, just like Annie Cecily showed you at the beginning. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us today in reading the word. This Bible study today shows us we serve an amazing God. God loved the children of Israel so much that he wanted to dwell among them in a beautiful place called the sanctuary. We have a seven day devotional available, which focuses more in depth than what we have learned today. Here's how you can access it. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So hop online today. When we keep the Sabbath, we get to know God better and realize how much he wants to build a relationship with us. One way to strengthen your relationship with the Lord is to read and study your Bibles. We want to encourage you to read your Bibles not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, can you please tell us what we're going to study about next week? 
Sure. Because today's lesson was so detailed, we're going to learn more about the sanctuary in a later lesson. But next week, we're going to see and we're going to read and study about what happens when a promise is broken. Please don't miss next week. It's a very important study. Aunt Cecily, will we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our study today? Yes, children, are you ready to do that? Let's read it together. Exodus 31, 13. Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Children, let's sing our blessing song to the boys and girls at home. Can you turn around? because he died for my sins and I can go to him any time for forgiveness. I love God because he's my provider and he provides me with a great family that look after me and care for me. I love God because um, he gave me the Bible in which I can learn more about him and I can't wait till he comes back and I can live with him. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week.